The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey's floater. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on this journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Now, we are presented by Minute Media Podcast Network. We're, we're excited that you are here. We're excited to uh, talk some Atlanta Hawks basketball, man. However, <laughs> the uh, the Atlanta Hawks winning streak comes to an end at seven. Yes, they fall to the Toronto Raptors 106 to 108. However, all is not lost. Um, hard fought game tonight without Trey Young. Um, he was a game time decision and was later pulled out because of a sore, a sore shoulder. Uh, we're going to talk more about the game flow uh, a little bit later in the podcast. If you're new to the pod, um, the way we have the show set up is we kind of uh, we talk about the game flow a little bit. We have a little fan feedback, and I think tonight I might have a little. Um, I think I have I may have some Nate McMillan sound in the third segment. So we're just going to talk about what we saw, the ins and outs, and uh, we're going to put this podcast in a pretty little bow. So uh, first things first, we want to encourage all of you guys, if you are on the social medias, to connect with us on our platforms of Instagram, 
uh, Twitter and Facebook at Hawks Beat. Uh, you can find us there and uh, be kept abreast as to everything that we have going on. And we also would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Pods, Spotify, however you listen to your podcast. Uh, five stars are what we uh, enjoy. So make sure you swing by and give us a five star rating. We would greatly appreciate it. So going into tonight's game, um, you faced a pretty formidable formidable opponent. Um, I don't know why, and I love Neek and Bob, but I don't know why they were calling this a trap game. Like, you don't have trap games against teams that have better records than you. <laughs> I mean, like, you can be just keeping a buck. And I and, and listen, I, I love Bob and I love I love Neek. But, man, this ain't nowhere near a trap game, man. They're, they had a better record than y'all. You know what I mean? Now, granted, it could be because the other night on Saturday night, uh, the Raptors played a triple overtime game against the uh the miami heat so there is an argument that maybe this team may have been tired or, or whatever the case may be but all i know is coming in the raptors were 24 and 23 uh that is the ace spot in the east i've said uh probably about two or three podcasts ago i believe that the hawks can get to that ace spot but they're gonna have to do a lot of digging a lot of digging um the Raptors were four and six in their last 10 games. And again, I've mentioned the, the triple OT game that they played in Miami on Saturday. But uh, this is a tough team. This is a tough. They are scrappy. They don't give up. They they play with a certain style that is fast and is in your face. Um, a key stat for the Raptors is uh, they are the second best offensive rebounding team in the league. Let me say that again. They are the second best offensive rebounding team in the league. They average 13.3 offensive rebounds per game. But in all actuality, the Hawks did a pretty good job keeping them off the offensive boards. Um, the Hawks actually won the uh, rebounding battle tonight, uh, 41 to 37. But um, <clears throat> this game had a lot of ebbs and flows to it, a lot of ebbs and flows to it. And um, yeah, so what we'll do right now is we will go into the game flow, talk about about what we saw and uh, look, take a look at some of the numbers. All right, so Hawks fall to the Raptors, 106 to 100. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Um, the first number that sticks out to me is six points. Six points from John Collins tonight on a night where you had no Trey Young. And uh, you needed you needed that. You needed, you needed some scoring. Um, I'm not going to bang John too much. However... I can't. I have to be honest. I got to be honest. Six points, seven rebounds. It's not going to cut it. Three of 11 shooting. It's not going to cut it when Trey's out, you know? And I know a lot of his game is dependent on Trey Young. I know that. I know that. I know that. And this isn't me just picking on John. This is just saying, yo, we need more. You needed more, you know? You lost it. You, you lost to Toronto by six points. That's not a lot of points. It's not like y'all got blown out. 
I thought that you needed more from from John. I thought that you needed more from Delon. Delon gave you four points, gave you seven assists. I thought he played pretty well, but he shot one at seven. Um, so let's jump right into it. Early on, I thought that uh, the starters, and of course, they're not going to look the same without Trey Young. And let me say this: I, I I've always held to the belief that the Atlanta Hawks need a bona fide number two guy, a number two guy. And I'm not saying that John Collins uh, can't be that guy. I'm not saying that DeAndre Hunter isn't that guy either, you know, but I'm saying unequivocally, the Hawks do not have a second guy where they say, you know what? There's no question. Okay. If Trey's out, well, we're going to go, we're going to run the offense through X through player X tonight. The Hawks don't have that. They don't have that. And I think having that would be advantageous for them. I think that would be advantageous for them. So uh, early on, I thought that they looked a little uncomfortable. I thought that DeLon Wright kind of struggled uh, with this unit. I don't think he looked comfortable with his shots and his spots because he's playing with four guys he's not used to playing with. Yeah, he may play with those guys on different pockets during a game, but he's not used to playing with that collective group. And there's something to be said about that. You know, I think there's a reason he shot one of seven because he's not used to getting the shots that he normally takes with that second unit. That second unit has developed a a comfort level playing with each other. And when you take one player away, it knocks the whole thing off. Right. It knocks the whole thing off. Nevertheless, taking a player like Trey Young off of the lineup. So uh, I thought the first quarter was a typical first quarter where teams are kind of just kind of jabbing, you know, uh, <clears throat> a lot of back and forth, feeling each other out. You know, no team really took advantage and took control in that first quarter. Um, both teams kind of shooting rather similarly, both shooting 41 percent from the field. And just getting the feels for each other, right? Getting the feels for each other. As far as the rotations are concerned, Gallo and Bogey were the first two guys off the bench. And I thought, again, the bench had a strong showing in that first in that first uh, lineup in the first quarter. Um, and, and keep in mind, I, I think we might have to hire the expectations for this bench, right? I think we might have to hire the expectations because the beginning of the season, all you wanted from the bench was just don't give up the booty. <laughs> you know, all you wanted was just don't give up the booty. Now they're they're playing at a level where um, they're almost an asset. You know, they've been an asset for this team. And I tell you what, after that first quarter, all of those guys off the bench, they were all plus two. All the starters. Negative three, negative three, negative one, right? So I thought the starters came in, had a fairly good set, a fairly good run that first time in. The second quarter, you saw the Hawks start to really assert themselves, and it was, I guess we could call it the Kevin Herter quarter. <laughs> uh, they started the quarter with a 9-0 run. But in, in, in the midst of this 9-0 run, after the 9-0 run, I wrote on my notes that Toronto was a scrappy team. You know, they hit the boards hard. They play fast. They were doing some full court press. They are just a scrappy team, man. And you got to respect them for that. They remind me 
a lot of uh was that team in out west they 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 remind me a lot of Memphis. They remind me a lot of Memphis. You can never sleep on them. I wrote I wrote that in the second quarter. I said you can never sleep on them while they were down like eleven points. <laughs> but um, I thought in the second quarter, Herder just came alive. He came alive. He was five for five, hit three three for three on his threes. He hit thirteen points in the quarter, and he was obviously the guy, the difference maker in the quarter. Um, my thing with Kevin Herter is sometimes he'll get hot and then he'll just fade away. He will just fade away. I, I, I loved his game tonight. I thought he was aggressive and I thought that he got to his spots. Um, I, I I would say I would like to see him take more shots, but I thought the shots he took were good. So I'm not going to bang Kevin tonight. Not going to bang Kevin tonight. Um, that second quarter, he was the man. He was the man. He was getting the buckets. He was getting to his spots and playing within his, uh, you know, just playing within himself. And I thought he looked really good. So going into the half, the Hawks had a 57 to 48 lead. Uh, they're shooting the ball extremely well, over 50% from the field. Uh, they're hitting the threes at like a 38% clip. And I thought the third quarter was going to be interesting because. Typically for the Hawks, that's the quarter where Trey Young usually goes off, <laughs> right? That's the quarter where Trey Young goes off. And so you're looking and seeing, okay, how is this third quarter going to go off? And it didn't go the way the Hawks envisioned. Um, I thought that Toronto took it to him. After the game, Coach McMillan said they were the aggressors. They were the aggressive in the, the, the aggressors. And the Hawks were kind of just playing retaliation. You know, it was all about them asserting themselves. And the Hawks were uh, on the defense the whole time. It seemed like not a good thought, not a good quarter for the Hawks. Um, They lose the quarter 32 to 15. And in that quarter, Gary Trent loses his mind. (laughs) The boy lost his mind. Went five or six from three. You know, uh, scored 17 points in the quarter. Gary Trent outscored the Hawks in the third quarter by his lonesome. By his lonesome. Um, Yeah, you just hate to see it. You hate to see it. And they started hitting their threes at a a very high clip. And uh, you can thank Gary Trent for that. Gary Trent for that. And on the Hawks. Hawks didn't have an answer. Hawks didn't have an answer. John Collins took five shots in that third quarter and missed all five of them. And the thing about it, three of them shots was 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 three-pointers. And I'm not a guy that says John shoots too many threes. I think all his threes are usually in rhythm. And if I had to go back and look at his third quarter shots, I would say they were probably all in rhythm. But, you know, listen, man, you 6'10", you 6'9", 6'10", go to the rim. Go to the hoop. You know what I'm saying? Hawks shot no free throws in that third quarter. That tells me all I need to know. That tells me all I need to know. We talk about the numbers, and I'm not a metrics guy. I mean, I I I, I, I believe metrics have their place, but I'm not a you know points person. I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? But I can look at certain things and tell you how the floor of the game went in that third quarter. Right? The Raptors were 7-9 from the free throw line. Ask me how many free throws the Hawks shot. 
Go on, go on, go on and ask me how many free throws did the Hawks shoot in the third quarter? Eat up. How many how many free throws did the Hawks shoot in the, in the third quarter? None. None. Absolutely none. They didn't get to the free throw line at all. At all. And so uh, they shot a bunch of threes. They shot eight threes. Made one of them. 12%. And that shows you that you, you're, you're scrambling offensively. You're settling. You're not taking it to the hoop. And... Uh, that's what a 32 to 15 quarter looks like. So after three, not only have you given up the lead, now you're down by eight points going into the final stanza. So um, the Raptors up 80 to 72 after uh, three. And I will tell you this, man, that fourth quarter was a good quarter, man. Very scrappy and very back and forth. Um it came down to that last, like, pretty much minute and a half, you know? And it was just big shot after big shot. Who is going to hit the biggest shot? Who is going to take the biggest shot? And Toronto was just a step better all night. Uh, offensively, when it came down to it, um, they outshot the Hawks from the field in the fourth quarter. They outshot the Hawks from three in the fourth quarter. They were 6 of 10, Hawks were 6 of 11, and they were just a step better tonight, man. It was just, the Hawks just needed to be better. And the thing was, the Hawks played good. Like, on on, 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 a, good, on a good night, like, the Hawks would probably win this game, you know? But they just needed to be better, and they weren't. Credit Toronto. Listen, credit Toronto. And I'm saying that because they made some tough shots. Down to 130 mark, Pascal Siakam made some tough shots. OG Anobi, tough shots. You know, uh, and they play a brand of basketball where they're always looking to kick that thing out and shoot a three. That's what they're always looking to do. And, you know, when you look at the stat sheet after the game, you look at all them threes they took. They took 36 threes, but they made 18 of them joints. 18. And for those of you who aren't good at math, that's 50%. They shot 50% from the three-point line tonight. On most nights, folks, if you shoot 18 to 36 from the three-point line, it's going to be a good night for you. It's going to be a good night. Um, ultimately, I mean, and you got to credit, uh, credit some of the Hawks in that fourth quarter. I thought bogey had a really good fourth quarter, um, keeping the Hawks afloat. Um, you needed more from your other guys. You just needed more from your other guys. Bogey and the Kevin Herter, you, you just needed more. Fourth quarter, you got nothing from Hunter. You got nothing from Clint Capella. Well, Clint Capella didn't even play the fourth quarter. Uh, they they elected to go with Anyeka Congo again for the fourth quarter. And uh, you just needed more from everybody. John Collins only gave you two points in the fourth quarter. And uh just wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. So, the Hawks fall 106 to 100. Uh, it is not the end of the world. It is the end of a winning streak. And... um. 
I tell you what, we're going to pause just a brief moment. I'm going to try to slide one of my commercials in there. And uh, hopefully the commercials will. <laughs> There's a little magic that we do to this podcasting thing. Whenever I pause and uh, I slide the commercials in, the podcasting network inserts my commercials because they're national commercials, right? And sometimes I pause and sometimes they get them in. Sometimes they don't. And uh, sometimes if you're listening to a podcast and I say, we'll be right back. They're supposed to slide in the commercial there. And sometimes they don't slide them in for whatever reason. And sometimes they do, you know, but we're going to keep it moving. Well, we're going to pause real quick for a commercial break. And if you don't hear a commercial break, you're going to hear a two-second pause. So uh, on the other side, we're going to take a look at, uh, we're going to do some, we'll do some fan feedback and hear a little bit about Nate McMillan. Then we'll let you guys go. So you're listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast. It's your man, Edub. We'll be right back. All right, so let's get into some of this fan feedback again. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, so you connect with us and uh, you can be a part of the show, man. We love to hear from our fans and uh, those who love watching the Hawks. So uh, make sure you do that. So a uh, little bit of fan feedback. I always ask your thoughts and takeaways, player of the game after the game. Uh, so here we go. Inquirer35 on Twitter says, Collins should write... Anything over $5 million a year in a check to Trey and kiss his feet for being in the NBA. Okay. <laughs> Hot take on John Collins. Uh, Joshua Fletcher, the first unit relies too much on Trey Young's offense. The perimeter defense just let the Raptors shoot wide open threes whenever they felt like it. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, my guy, Dewan Goodwin. This isn't related to the Hawks, but he said, I can't even tell you. Ozark has me locked in right now. Season four is crazy. Quick commercial break. If y'all are not on that Ozark, y'all need to get on that Ozark. You know what I'm saying? That is one of the best shows out there cooking. Shout out to my guy, Dwan. He watching Ozark. I'm not even mad at you, brother. Season four is crazy, crazy good. Uh, my guy, Yogi, Toronto plays the way Atlanta needs to play small. That's the next progression for this squad. Just stay healthy on to the next. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. I think that, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think that uh, when Hawks go small, they need to play a little faster and they need to play tough. But uh, during the seven-game win streak, I don't have any complaints. I don't have any complaints. During the seven-game win streak, you've gotten seven out of eight. And uh, you need to regroup, man. You need to regroup because coming up, you have, let's see, let's take a look at their schedule. I, I, I at it. Let's take a look at the schedule before I get some sound from Nate McMillan in here. Um, you have the Phoenix Suns on Thursday. Is that the next game? Today is Monday. So you got Tuesday, Wednesday off. Hopefully give Trey some time to let his shoulder heal up a little bit. And you got a very good Suns team coming in. A very good Suns team coming in on Thursday. You fly up to Toronto after that uh, for a, a home away back-to-back. -back. Uh, you're going to play those, this same Raptors team again on Friday. Uh, you're back to Dallas. Well, not back to Dallas. Then you fly to Dallas on Sunday. So that's one whale of a <laughs> that's one whale of a three-game trip. You got you got Phoenix. You got to fly up and play uh, Toronto on a back-to-back, -back, and then you got Dallas on Sunday. So. Um, 
it's going to be interesting to see how you how you manage these next three games. I said, uh, now you got to start winning pockets of games. I said, if you win six out of seven, you'll be good. If you can grab two of these last three, you'll be good. I think out of these next three games, you got to grab at least two of them. Grab the one at home versus Phoenix. If not, win the two road games. However the case may be, you got to get two of these games because now you're trying to keep pace. Now you have very little room to work as far as the standings are concerned because you're all bunched together. You're all trying to get that final spot. You're all trying to stay within the 7 to 10 range. And you just leapfrogged uh, New York. You just leapfrogged another team to get to that 10 spot. And uh, you got to hold on to it. You got to hold on to it. So um, right now you are 24 and 26. You're currently the 10th seed in the East. Uh, Boston is the ninth seed at 27 and 25. Toronto is 25 and 23. Now, Toronto hasn't played as many games because they got to make up some games because of the COVID. But um, again, you're all bunched up there, man, from like eight to like eight to 12. Like on any given week, you can go from eight to 12. So um, Hawks has got to find that mojo again. Hopefully they can get number 11 back uh, before uh, the next game and everything should be um, back to normal. They can start another winning streak. Um, just got one clip for tonight. Just wanted to play a little Nate McMillan after the game. Just his assessment on how the Hawks played. I always find that I always find that his opening statement is usually the best, and it's usually uh, if you want to have a perspective on the game, his opening statement is usually spot on. So um, let's hear from Nate McMillan here a little bit about what he had to say about tonight's game. Um. What did, what did you notice is the big, biggest difference in that third quarter there where you guys only had 15 points? And then, and then what did you like about your response, I guess, in the fourth down the stretch? I thought they were the aggressive team, you know, tonight. I thought they uh, uh, played their game. They established their defense with the pressure. Uh, made it difficult for us all night long, uh, challenging every catch, every dribble for us. And uh, I thought their pressure uh, bothered us, uh, you know, with 16 turnovers, uh, we really didn't get anything clean. Um, you know, we made some shots and was able to, uh, you know, stay close and, and, and stay in the game. But I thought they established uh, the tempo with their defensive pressure uh, pretty much all night long. I thought defensively for us, I thought we were back on our heels and they were in the attack mode. So uh, they were the aggressors uh, throughout this game. What allowed the I think that... Um... I think Nate. Well, what am I going to say? I think he's he's not on. <laughs> he's definitely on from what from what I saw too. They, I, I thought that Toronto was the aggressors and the Hawks were kind of on the defense of the whole night. And you can't win basketball games like that. You know, can't win basketball games like that. You have to be the aggressor. You have to take uh, it to the other team. You have to impose your will. You know. I thought they did a good job of, 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 of you know, counterpunching and, and holding on to what they could. But at the end of the day, you just needed more. You just needed more. Uh, and that's kind of my final takeaway. You know, you just needed more tonight. You needed more from certain players. Uh, you just needed to be better, you know. And again, you only lost by six points. You only lost by six points. But in games like that that are close, you need a little bit more from other people uh, in order to, uh, you know, close this thing out. 
thought the fight I thought the fight was valiant you know valiant fight and if your team loses uh you know not saying that this is a good loss but I mean shoot I mean Toronto shot the hell out that ball they shot the hell out that ball you know and sometimes you just got to tip your cap you just got to tip your cap so Hawks don't play again till Thursday uh today is Monday I'll see if I can throw out another podcast for you guys between now and then uh, maybe one more. We'll see how uh, the day job is, is going and uh, how everything else is going. Maybe I'll throw out one more. But if not, uh, make sure to go back and check out the pod that I did, the interview with our guy Josh Buck from Soaring Down South. That is still a relevant podcast you can go and listen to. Again, thank you for checking us out. Make sure you swing by the App Store. I mean, not the App Store. <laughs> Apple Podcast. Shoot us five stars. Let us know what you love about the show. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.